Episode 4, Homer's Podcast. It's JJ here, and uh, we're going to hear from Rob a little later on, but we're going to do things a little different. Uh, you know, of course, we're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk about the recent Knicks rise. The Knicks currently on a six-game winning streak. You're going to hear my uh, excitement off of that. But um, later on, we're going to basically be talking some, some Bachelor news. We have Lauren Baker, Lauren McNear, two esteemed intelligent women in the sports field and you know they're close friends of ours who honestly are the bedrock of, of what we do and um, you know who knows you know we, we, we uh, could be in the workings of a potential LGBTQ dominated season you know who knows so I wanted to talk about the intrigue of that and perhaps uh, some sports along the way hope you guys enjoy stay tuned Y'all already know what it is. It's my boy, Rob, myself, JJ, as always. We have a special, special, special guest. Um, uh, tip our hat to SCM, the ladies of SCM, the heart of SCM. Um, GA, Lauren McNear. Lauren, what's popping? Hi, how are you? Gucci, Gucci. Now, normally, you know, we would badger off camera. We would badger Lauren for her um you know, hopping on different sports teams. But we can't do it this week. We can't do it this week, Rob. We can't do it this week because we had six straight victories. We had six straight victories, and Lauren decided she was going to pop up and watch the Knicks and have you know it, we are deep in the playoff bracket. Rob, take yeah. it. <clears throat> I mean... I don't know if it's I don't know if it's McNair or Julius putting his braids back in or both. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, but it's been wonderful to see. So uh, yeah. no complaints here. Yeah. Now, now for context uh, to to bring it back for the Homer's podcast viewers who are um, not uh, knowledgeable of who Lauren is or our relationship, uh, we go way back to the time at S- Sacred Heart. Um, which we'll call it. Uh, we did link up CT Sports. Shout out to you guys. Um, and uh, we happen to have Lauren McNear, Lauren Baker, which you might hear from later. Um, stay tuned. And a couple of other people who have since graduated from that very Sacred Heart uh, university, university, excuse me, and had a bond, you know, had a bond. And we were trying to kind of uh, trying to find Lauren her, her, her matchmaking team, you know, and it was a struggle because, you know, at the start of this fandom, she was Devin Booker, right? It was Devin Booker and like started Devin Booker, didn't end off too well, you know, you know, cause the Kardashians, you know, they snagged, they snagged them. No, no, I'm just keeping it a buck. And this, this is how it happened. You know, Why? I'm just trying to tell the story of how, <laughs> because we've been struggling for, to the point, well, we've been struggling for a while, but in particular of, of our friendship, you know, you know, you were you were you were basically traveling, trying to find that special unit, that special that special one. And you were seeking it in individuals. And we were telling you, Lauren, you're not you got to zero in on a team. And you were like, maybe Celtics. And we're like, no, 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 not the Celtics. No, fuck, fuck Boston. You don't you don't come here. Come here. You know, you don't love you don't love anything in Boston. You love the city. You love New York. You love and why you got to come here. And then you were like. Yo, let me pop in. Oh, you know what I mean? We got, you know, Rob, who, you know, you guys can, 
discuss uh, amongst yourselves the the story of Gramps and how that came to be. But you know, <laughs> you know, you're like you're like you know maybe I'm a peep in that game here and there. And sure enough, we're finally winning. We're finally winning. I, I felt that I felt obligated to bring you on for not only for not only uh, which we call it uh, the Bachelor uh, storyline, but you know just talking about this today, but. Just in regards to like, I mean, today watching the game, like, what, what were y'all thoughts on it? Because like, personally, for me watching it, I, my chest was was kind of like we 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 lost another one. I ain't gonna hold you. And then like, I was on the way to the park. I was driving. I was driving to the park. I had MSG go on on, and I was like, I right, we probably lost this game. Zion is getting his calls. Julius is like doing his fade away. Um, everyone's fouling out. And sure enough, Bullock. Hits that three, ties it up, go to OT, D-Rose takes over. And I almost shed a tear in the car. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you. I shed a tear. But six of them, man. Six. Last time we were on the pod, we were talking about, you know, if any, if we, if we get the play and we win. But now it's a possibility we could be four or five seed, you know? Like, Rob, what you thinking of that? I mean, it's totally possible at this point. It's kind of – because. I mean, yeah, I know we have the we have a lot more home games left than away, but we the away games are pretty much that West Coast trip. Um, hopefully, teams like the Lakers are just rest, resting people like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and maybe those are a couple wins that we can just you know s- steal from what you would think on paper uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I honestly, I do not want to be in that plan. I don't think any Knicks fan wants to be in that plan. I think everybody would love to at least make the sixth seed at least and not have to deal with the plan, even though we'd feel confident in a plan anyway. Um, but I think just just taking taking out the possibility altogether, that's what everyone wants. And frankly, after this six six-game win streak, it seems a lot more possible for us to finish four, five, or six, then it did what two weeks ago, three weeks yeah. ago, and and it's crazy because like you see a lot of those bottom feeder teams getting hot. You know, Miami went on a little bit of a run. Uh, the Hawks surprisingly is in fourth. You know what I mean? Like like it's big time. But you know, uh, one team, and I did mention it earlier that you know is getting hot and is on our heels. That being you know beyond Charlotte, beyond Miami. Um, is potentially a Boston Celtics. And, you know, like their team, honestly, you know, they've basically underwhelmed throughout the season, whether it be due to COVID and, you know, a certain player who uh, is, 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 uh, is a fan of the homers, a fan of the homers or extended fan. Um, but I wanted to ask this question, um, and this is the true test. And admittedly, probably the one reason I would say, you know, we, we got to have Lauren on this show. Did you set four her up? <laughs> four or five series, Lauren. Four or five. Celtics are in fourth. The Knicks are in fifth. Okay. Who are you rooting for? Oh, you set her up. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> Definitely set up, but I'm used to it. Um, honestly, I would probably have to say the Knicks because I want to see them win. Because after Whoa. all this time, I want to see how happy. You know what I mean? You see this? Like this what? No, but I, I'm I'm shocked. Unknown. Listen, listen. 
guys, you got to understand, this is a known Jason Tatum fan. This is a known, like, before it was Devin Booker, and then, it, you know, it migrated a little bit to Jason Tatum, but, you know, he, he a baby daddy, so, you know, she, she was basically playing, she was, you know, she was doing the what Colin Sexton did. She was hedging. She was hedging. She was, you know what I mean? But she kind of low-key, low-key still fan, you know what I'm saying? So it was interesting to me to see that you would you would go the Knicks side, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm I am happy, but I'm welcoming. I'm, I'm welcoming yeah, yeah. it. I also well, see I, I used to be a Knicks fan, as you know. Yes. Used to be. I've been to a couple of Knicks games. Hmm. Um why that? We, we we went to we went to the one game that uh I physically went to with you. We went to a Suns game, and you were, you were clearly, clearly on the opposite. Yes, remember I went to um, a Knicks Mavs game in 2019, I believe. This is Luca rookie year, right? Yeah, Luca rookie oh, year. Yeah. It was the day before Kristaps got traded. Exactly at that game. <laughs> you were at there too. Stop I playing. That, I was at that game with. I was at that game with. It was me, Camilla, Gino, and Tony. We went to that. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Beautiful. That was a good game. That was a good game, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember Frank got a stop on Luke. I was like, "Oh, let's go! Let's go! Let's go!" I ain't gonna lie. You know, you know when Frank be having good plays, you a proud father. <laughs> you just be feeling like you a whole proud father. You're like, I never expected this from you, but I'm, yeah. But um, yeah. Like, I, shouts out to the Knicks. Shouts out for what what they're doing because honestly, it's you know it's unexpected, especially from every all the you know news uh coming out of brooklyn and like their superpower team and whatnot um a lot of people have made uh you know big a big whoop especially us about you know having Kyrie, you have katie you have Harden, you have blake you know they had lamarcus aldridge unfortunately he's out but you could still see that that formidable team and a week ago we were kind of talking about hey it could be a case where we may face the nets in the first round but to your point possibilities are endless now because from my vantage point we're at 31 27 we're already past the threshold the goal for us is 36 if you hit 36 wins you're at least sixth place in my opinion i feel like that the five whoever's 500 is going to be sixth place seventh place teetering in between that so if they win at least five more games they're in the driveway they're in the um, driver's seat but Biggest story that came out of basketball as a whole this week, not Knicks oriented. Um, all respect for Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, wish you well in retirement, not necessarily, you know, uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, related, but the Hall of Fame announcements and, and, and uh, who in particular is going to be presenting who in particular, Michael Jordan presenting Kobe Bryant at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Kind of apropos, I feel like, you know, I could speak for all of us in saying that is a universal thing, but I thought that it would have been a cool thing for us to do some some fantasy like New York Hall of Fame presenters. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Rob, I, I put this on a rundown a while back. I thought it was pretty cool for us to, you know, like toss out some names. You could toss out some for me as well. But first one, I think I got on the countdown. Rob's one of Rob's favorites. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm a, he's looking at the list, but I'm, I'm, going, I'm going different places. I'm going different places. I'm, I started at the top. If Carmelo Anthony were to be retired in the New York Hall of Fame, who's presenting 
That's actually a good question. I don't I don't know. I don't want I don't want J.R. Smith back in the building. So that's no. wait, why? I don't, <laughs> I don't want I don't want I don't want Tyson Chandler in the building because I don't need Roy Hibbert coming up in there too. Oh my god. Like, look like Team Olajuwon, so we don't need either of them. I mean, like what what teammate is supposed to it doesn't have to be a teammate. It could be a person. It could be no, like I, I know, but that's why I'm like, chances are I would probably have to just go with I would almost just pick Woodson because he's the only coach that he actually had success under here. That's true. I think I don't know like I don't know who like there is no teammate and he had so goddamn many. There's no <laughs> teammate you could possibly give him. Okay, and you know I don't. I mean, what are you, like him and Clyde weren't? They didn't hate each other, but they weren't necessarily. Clyde wasn't necessarily his biggest fan. Clyde's a bigger you fan of no, Smith than Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. I mean, I throw a name at like you. so. I don't know. I don't know who you would. Who could you possibly? If you have, if you were to say a, if you were to say a teammate. I'd probably say, and it would probably unanimously be Lance Thomas. Nah, <laughs> it, would nah, have to, it would have to be Lance Thomas. No, nah, no, nah, bro. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, Amari Stoudemire. Because if you think about it, right? Signing 2010, that Knicks are back thing. To that point, that was the iconic, hey, the Knicks are a contender because they signed a big free agent. He was the first, first big fish to land. He didn't swim. He didn't swim to the other side of the ocean because he got hurt. You know, he had a bad wheel, but he was the first person that started it. You know what I mean? And that tandem, you don't, nah? It's because it wasn't really a tandem. Amari was too injured. There was no tandem. And then, and then, frankly, there was more times when Amari was healthy that he was coming off the bench than he was actually starting. That's true. It's not, I, I can't, I can't. No, it's like, it's got to be like Lance Thomas, who he who was like one of his best, or just 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 because it would be funny, you know, you could just have throw Raymond Felton up there and then just have Mel go, uh, you know, throw me the mic and it'll just be like a game. So we can't. Have, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Said, I don't know. You said you said we can't have Jr. Smith back at the Garden for whatever. We can't have Raymond Felton back at the Garden <laughs> on Gabby's Pizza. Because the second he steps foot into New York, he has a picture, a shrine at Gabby's Pizzeria. Shout out to Gabby's Pizza. Hollis, a mile down from me, has him down there. He probably going to make a beam over there before he does anything. Lauren, low-key, is it, is it Lala? Is it just Lala? If we're going to keep it a beam because she in New York, you know, is it is it just? No, I don't I don't get that reference, but I just, I'm just listening to y'all. Okay. I mean, I, I honestly... Probably would say it would. I mean, I could look the Jared's the stuff, whatever. But like the, uh... <laughs> I I would have to say Mike Woodson. It has to. It has to be Mike Woodson. Okay. He I won a scoring title under him. He had his best years and only good years with the Knicks under Mike Woodson. I'll throw. I'll throw another. I'll throw another. Uh, Nick. And the, like and I wanna and I want to actually give. I'm gonna get. I'll ask you, and then I'll give you mine for him because I, I have a special one. Stephon Marbury. <laughs> are we going? Are no, we no, no, trying no, no, no. to seriously do no. this? No, no, no. Or, no. Or, no. Or, who do you want me to like? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. You think about it from the Knicks perspective. I'm talking about New York. New York, like Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Coming out high school, 
because essentially his up until the pros, he was he was supposed to be what he got game became. So essentially he was a star. He just, you know, Vaseline happened. But before that, he was a living legend in New York. So, like, I shouldn't do a joke thing, like, say, you know, who he deserves. It's either Isaiah Thomas or Harry Brown. <laughs> no, we're not doing that way, <laughs> right? No, no, no. You, you, uh, I mean, actually, <laughs> if Isaiah Thomas were to induct him, I feel like the side eyes will be, like, insane and, like, at least one, if this was, like, a public thing, like at least the first two comments on Twitter would be Nuka Brown Sanders. That's that sex scandal in 07. Like it's just going to be that. And you're just going to be like, ah, whatever. Um, I, I don't it, know if I could pick a serious one for, for, for Starbury over there. To, to be honest with you for the, cause I, I threw him in there only because I feel like his cultural impact beyond before he, he, he went into, you know, you know what? Okay. Um, and this is a very, very out of the box one. Fat Joe and the Terror Squad. Like that hip hop movement in the 2000s, if you really think about it, um, that was back when like Jamal Crawford was doing like commercials with Jay Z and LeBron was LeBron. Basically, LeBron's fandom started with Rock Nation and whatnot. Like that hip hop and, and Allen Iverson, essentially, with the albums that he tried to do, Chris Webber with the album that he tried to do, like that little early 2000s era, it was like very big. Spreewell actually started with and one with the Knicks. Like he 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 brought yeah. the Spreewell element. So like, I think at least from that aspect, if we do take away the losing seasons, cause, cause God, they're awful. But, you know, at least to me, like looking, looking at the impact that he had beforehand, it would probably be that. Um, I do want to. I'm gonna get on your good side. I'm gonna get on, on Rob's good <laughs> okay, okay, on Rob's good side. <laughs> New York, New York legends. Who's gonna induct the person who created Revis Island, Darrell Revis? Who, who's inducting Darrell Revis into the New York Hall of Fame? Um, that's interesting because there was a lot of good years, but they were all like it was teetering on. It was essentially what the Giants yeah. had, like mediocre to good, and then there was like a streamline. But he was always steady. Yeah, I would say it. So I would say if you're gonna go player, mm. I would say his running buddy for most of his Revis Islanders, which was Antonio Cromarty. Um, and your children. And <laughs> if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go for almost just like entertainment value of whatever the hell you're gonna get slash coach i would go rex ryan oh, oh my god that would be because i mean i mean he he's i, mean, I know he's on espn but uh yeah. he knows how to like he was great on like um hard knocks with the with the jets that year i mean he knows he knows what to say in front of a camera like it'll be entertaining yeah mm. uh one more one more football and then we go i have one for baseball go to giant side Eli Manning. <laughs> and I'll leave it up to an an unbiased an unbiased side because I have mine but an unbiased side if Eli Manning were inducted into the New York Hall of Fame who would induct him? Um I David feel like Kyrie. Gonna... <laughs> Wait, wait, who? 
David Tyree. <laughs> I was about to say this. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, terrible pass. I mean, I'd go him, him or Tom Coughlin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not Ben McAdoo. <laughs> definitely not Ben McAdoo. Um, I feel like the only per only person who would kind of not make sense, but make sense because of his like presence would probably be Michael Strahan because of like the last that last you know uh year but otherwise yeah. um yeah I i'm thinking like all the miracle what the fuck passes that like ended up turning into like game changing yeah. super bowl wins you know what i mean oh yeah last one last one we go we go to baseball met uh mets legend daryl strawberry if there was an induction into the hall of fame who inducts this fella that's hard because, like, most people, because they lumped them together, but they're really not, would mm. say Doc Gooden. But I was going to say that, yeah. But I don't think they – I could be totally wrong. I don't know if they have – what relationship they have at this point. I know Daryl's yeah. clean. I don't know. You know. I don't know where – what's going on with, with Doc Gooden. Um, I mean, that would be – that would be hard. But it would have to be someone from the '86 team. Probably, probably. I mean, maybe Keith Hernandez. I don't. I don't know exactly. I wouldn't. I. Know why. I the thing I mean, is, it's a little harder for me. Yeah, the thing is with the Doc Gooden thing. I feel like it. It is surefire only because of, as you mentioned, like they are almost inseparable when you think about the that that inning, right? That that just one inning where they just both went to town in '86 made my dad into a baseball fan. That's why he's a Met fan. So like. I think sentimental wise, um, especially it being the very last um, one where like they ha they got the brass ring, like it, it it would it would speak volumes. Again, I I personally don't know into the Doc Gooden situation, but it would probably be a dope scene. Like just imagine, right? Doc Gooden wow. pops up from the shadows, and everyone was just like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like thing, and then you bring in Daryl Strawberry, and you could just have you know. You have his, 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 his like his few. You have the past, uh, basically talking about you know '86, and then you just have all those future stars on looking his offspring. So like, just that moment would probably be dope. I think last thing on this, and I think we gonna end off on on it, because uh, it is Hall of Fame speak, you know, in regards to basketball. But there's also stuff in regards to you know football. There were some murmurs about this potential current player going to Tampa Bay, joining Gronk and <laughs> Tom Brady. They try to make Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer. Is he a Hall of Famer? Hell no. He has worse numbers than Wayne Corbett. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That's all I wanted to hear. That's done. all. Done. Done. That's all Wayne Corbett. Wayne Corbett in a, in, 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 a, in, a, in a time in the league where there was less passing – has better numbers than Julian Edelman. Good, good. And I love Wayne Corbett. Wayne Corbett is not a Hall of Famer. Get the get the fuck out of here. Like, I remember because people are gonna bring up the accolades and the fact that Super Bowl. He was the he was the Super Bowl MVP to the most boring of Tom Brady Super Bowl victories. Like the most boring. I remember because it was it was it was the year that you know we were at us. Well, we watched that one together. Yeah. It was and the halftime special was trash because they they were advertising SpongeBob. I'm a big SpongeBob fan, and he was on there for five seconds. 
It was trash. The only reason why I was lit is because we were drunk. But it's beside the point. <laughs> That's beside the point. All right? That Super Bowl was trash. All right? And I was looking at it. I was like, yo, man, at this point, just give it to Sony Michelle because he's the one that actually had the TD. I, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, listen, listen, I only threw that in there, you know. Well, I didn't only threw that in there, but, uh, you know, shout out to, to Edelman, but, you know, fucking Patriots. Uh, but that being said, I think we'll leave off on that and uh, we can get to the, you know, we can get to talking some some bachelor news, you know what I mean? Because I have the sports realm, you know, I know there's a lot of things going on, but let's, let's, let's get into it. Now we have Lauren Baker, another member of SCM, another another heart alum, uh, one of the hearts of SEM, one of the alums of SEM. Um, how you doing, Lauren? What's popping? Doing good. Now you you guys like you hear the voice and like it's very angelic, but um, if you have ever have been uh, with her in work or seen her in action, dear God, um, that voice, uh, very 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 decisive, very very like uh, vociferous, if if anything. But um, you know. We brought you over here today because you are a connoisseur of The Bachelor. And recently there has been news about, you know, The Bachelor. Um, one uh, um, gentleman by the name of Colton, Colton, our boy Colton. Yes, yes. He came out. He came out as gay. And there was there was uh, some like a little bit of like uh, news, whether it be like, you know, uh, Hot 97, Power 105, 103.5, you know, all these different outlets, radio stations, you know, driving home to work. And they they basically posed the question of, will there ever be a season where it's they have like a gay, um, like basically like a gay bachelor, gay bachelorette. Um, as bachelor fans, how do you guys feel about this? How do you feel about the reveal? And how do you feel about, you know, just the um, potential of that happening in future seasons? Um, I feel that I'm really happy for him that he finally gets to live out his truth and gets to live out how he feels and like what's great for him. Just, mm. um, I don't I don't know if ABC is up for a season of The Bachelor with the LGBTQ community just because ABC is um, family owned. They're like, they're a Disney company. And like, just, we don't see that like on Disney or on ABC. Like they're so like family friendly that I just don't know if they'll see that as well as this is 2021. So like things are changing and like there are different families. Like you don't just have a mom and a dad. You could have two moms, you could have two dads. So like everyone is different. So I think going in the future, there is definitely a possibility of having a season of The Bachelor where it's the same, like the same sex. If it's two guys, two girls, whatever it is. I do think there will be a season like coming forth just because of where we are in the world and how everyone is so different and the all the realms of possibilities of you can either have the regular season of the bachelor now you can have a season of if it's between two guys or two girls they've been promoting the elderly for like a couple years now on the bachelor they're like are you single and ready to find love in your old elderly and i was like what 
like are you kidding me like so I feel like the bachelor the franchise is so big now they have the bachelor the bachelorette bachelor in paradise they had some other shows listen to your heart during quarantine which I watched it was it was interesting um did I only watch it because we were in quarantine it was bachelor content and I was like oh my gosh this is great I could spend on Monday nights with Chris Harrison like watching the bachelor like looking back at now I was like ooh, probably wasn't like the best way to spend my Monday nights, but I loved it because it was Bachelor and I was like so invested and like, oh my gosh, like who's gonna win? Like what's gonna happen? But I think it would definitely be interesting to see all the different paths that the Bachelor franchise can go. Even like everyone has their own podcast now. Like my favorite, Caitlin Bristow, she has her own podcast called Off the Vine where she drinks wine and talks to all the Bachelorette contestants and they all have different podcasts. So they all can talk about the different things that are going on. And I just think that it's so diverse and they're going in so many directions that they can really do anything that they'll put their mind to. And I feel like most people will either stand behind them or if they don't want to watch that season, they won't watch or if they like I thought I wasn't gonna watch let's there's a couple of seasons maybe yeah. it was Ari's season I was like oh I don't really know Ari I don't think I'm gonna watch and then my friends are like oh are you gonna watch and I said I don't know I don't know I turned on night one I was hooked so I feel like just watching one episode I'll probably get hooked yeah no and like I feel like there's some there's some I don't want to say fatigue by the viewer but it's like more so on like the contestant and where you know after a point let's say the first season right there was like a good crop of people who were like legitimately in there in it to win it and they weren't in it to basically get famous off of it now you see a whole bunch of people like I'm just I'm here for a good time not a long time you know what I mean like they're they just you know out about it I feel like having um having like a the lgbtq being represented in those shows actually probably will help that like genuine feel to it because it's a very it's something that started out as taboo is breaking out of that mold and like we've seen it in different shows where whether it's like you know i'm big C cw buff so like black lightning thunder is you know like you know she's a lesbian and she has she's married and like and she has that whole spiel you know and uh like arrow you have different things supergirl all of these different things and, and superhero shows on like staple channels like fox and cw and like things surrounding abc7 which happens to be disney so there is a time for it and i feel like in a weird way um like we're gonna see at the very least if they do pull it off it'll probably be more engaging than what we're seeing now because it's like you know, they really, they're really going for it. Like if they, like, if they're really like chasing love, they're really chasing love because like now you just kind of see people where it's like, ah, you know, I'm gonna be Insta famous anyway, if I get eliminated, that's cool. Like, yeah, and I feel like, like that's how last season went. Like I loved Matt James and like his season was unique because we are in quarantine, but I also feel like they focused people on like they were all one was an influencer one was a publicist one they all had careers that were in the media field or there was a few people who were genuine hmm. who genuinely came in there to find love they thought matt james was their person 
And it turns out he wasn't, but the show itself focused way too much on the petty drama in the house, opposed to him genuinely finding love. And that's why, like, I personally started watching The Bachelor because we're like, because like, oh, you want to see these people find love on TV. Like, isn't this awesome? Like, it's a fairy tale, like how everyone wants their like love story to be. And then you watch the show and it's drama for 12 weeks. And you're like, does he even know this person? Like, like, what really is this? Like, I think they need to take it. Kind of sounds like uh, 20s dating (laughs) and dating in your 20s. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what 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 uh what does the rest of the floor think? Rob, Lauren, which I which I like thinking in regards to like the announcement and just the rumors of that going forward. Okay, well, first. <laughs> first, well though. I mean, I think it would be like a good idea, but I don't think they would do it because the amount of viewers and the fans and the people that would just watch just because that they have now. I feel like they wouldn't switch that up because there's like a lot of people watch with their parents or whatever, what have you, and you don't know people's views. So I feel like they wouldn't want to mess up like the money, the viewership that they're getting already. I feel like it might be like too risk, like for them, it, it would probably be too risky for them, like the producers, like the people that are like crunching all the numbers. But I mean, I feel like if they went for it, I would definitely tune in. So it couldn't, it couldn't be that bad though. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, like, again, that first season, if they were to pop that off, is just going to be one of the most, like, head over heels. Like, you're good. I, I feel, in my opinion, you're going to probably see people try to legitimately get that relationship, legitimately try to chase that love as opposed to, you know, chase that clout, you know, which we we have seen. We have seen. Like, it, like... The Bachelor has turned into Flavor of Love at points. Like, we have seen that. You know what I mean? We have at seen points. Flavor of Love points, is a classic. You know I mean? That's an I'm iconic show. I'm being light here. You know what I mean? But, like, we've we've seen moments, you know? Rob, what you thinking about this, man? I think they're going to do it. Thing they, uh, I, think, I, think, I think they're, they're going to do it because if you if you look at it, they, they had the PR nightmare with, with Matt James picking Rachel. They had that yeah. whole debacle, Okay. They would do this to extend goodwill. You know, ABC and Disney, you know, I know that they're family oriented, but, you know, they also, I mean, just looking at, let's say, I guess, how things are presented on ESPN or some of their other entities, like they're very much, um, they're more liberal than uh, other networks. Um, So I think that they would go for it. The only reason why they wouldn't would be if they're afraid that ratings would screw their advertisers and they'd lose money. I just don't think that that will actually happen because um, I think that if you did that, if you did, if you did like the very first season of, if you did an LGBTQ bachelor or bachelorette, the publicity would be so large uh, that that would kind of, I guess keep keep at bay whatever problems if you think that you would have with ratings. I don't think you would. Yeah, and I really think that that just the the sheer amount of publicity that you would get would all. Um, and I, you know, I'd be all for it. I think it would be a cool idea, um, especially since, you know, what's 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the seasons right now, the last few have been bad because they've picked, you know, pretty much as long as you keep away the, like, you, you don't focus on the drama like they did with Matt's season or you actually pick engaging, like, bachelors or bachelorettes and contestants, like, the season will be good. It's not necessarily, like, it, it doesn't have to be a heterosexual thing. It's more about, you know, the way that they frame the season and the contestants that you actually get is what makes it. So. And, and that's the that's the biggest thing, because, like, um, as I was mentioning with all those shows that, you know, like, I happen to watch that have implemented uh, some of those things and, like, the LGBTQ aspect into their into the fray, um, like, I've heard both sides. I've heard the side where it's, like, they're forcing it, it's like, you know, the narrative is, is, is like, it doesn't, it's basically trying to skewer the story to fit whatever narrative. And I've heard, and I saw the side where it's basically naturally gelled. I feel like um, on The Bachelor and it act, it fits to a T, especially to the audience that it's providing to. Like generally the fan base is predominantly women. That's, that's just, that's just call a spade a spade. And then you factor in the fact that you have that LGBTQ aspect. So you have both of those elements very strong behind. And then now you have also, let's say if you're watching this with your boo thing, you want to pop in and there, and then you guys are watching this element. And let's say for, for um, example, the season actually has the genuine, the genuine nature that we're all talking about. And we're all assuming that it would have based off of the fact that you have the LGBTQ aspect in there chances are people gonna watch it and be like oh shit well huh this is actually pretty entertaining like that i mean this is a little fruity but you know it's you know it's entertaining you know like it's nice it's, it's pretty dope it's like and yeah i i feel like in a weird in a weird way like um it's it's one of those rare things that you can't there's no way you could force feed it it's if you present it in a certain way, it'll just take care of itself. Um, so yeah, like I honestly, I, I, I agree with each and every one of y'all in regards to it. Um, the Disney aspect is little weird. It's, it's, it is weird too, because they are, they're dinosaurs in some aspects and in other aspects, they're forward thinking. Like you saw how they handled the, you know, um, like the first thing that peaks in my mind is the Molly Quorum uh, LeVar Ball incident where they basically were headstrong on that immediately. And then you have the, but on the other aspect of it, you have the Jamela Hill incident where she left ESPN. So it's like, you can see them going both ways, but once they affect that green and the social media aspect, like I don't, I don't underestimate the aspect of, of viewers who watch the show and who, and the demographic it, it, it garners to, um, they're going to be very vocal and it's going to affect their bottom dollar. So I do feel like there is a future for it and like potentially it, it could be popping off. Um, Lauren. Baker. Yes. We're going we gonna to talk about, we're going to talk about our Yankees and, and our, and uh, our Giants a little later, just a little later, not, not now, not now, but as, as, mm -hmm. the, as, as, as the weeks go on, as the episodes go on, because it's the first time I, I, I brought you and, and McNair on, um, yes, we have two Lawrence, and yes, they're both awesome. And I do want to say, um, and this is from this is from speaking from uh, speaking from the heart, speaking from the chest. You know, you guys are absolutely the rock of SEM. 
I, I do. Um, whatchamacallit, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of knuckleheads, including this one who's speaking right now, but for, you know, being, keeping consistent, doing things the right way and basically um, keeping stuff in motion from one GA graduating and ushering in a new generation of GA, speaking from you guys, speaking for Camilla, you know, shout out to Camilla, all you guys, you guys handle and do your business and, and, and keep us in check, um, especially when boys are being boys. So shouts out to you guys. I hope to chop it up with y'all soon. Rob, as always, man, it's been a pleasure. Peace, JJ. Be easy. Everyone has some nice dinner. And once more time, the Knicks six up there. Six. <laughs> six straight wins. We go to the playoffs. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Knicks take. Peace. Bye.